You're listening to Kidding Ourselves. I'm Emily. And I'm Brian. This show is about our journey to parenthood through adoption. Let's set the scene. Where are we? Recording from a new room in the house. A new room in the house. This is our kitchen. This is what our kitchen sounds like. Can you tell? <laughs> um, it is raining like crazy outside. There has been thunder. Cats so... and dogs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you hear that, nothing traumatic has happened to our house. It's just mother nature. The cost of doing business. Yeah. Hey, segue. Today, I wanted to talk to you about the cost of adoption. I think that is the most commonly asked question maybe after, you know, why are you adopting in general? So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. (laughs) So um, I thought we could cover kind of some averages maybe since there are different numbers. We could talk about what ours will cost and how it breaks down. And then it does actually cost money to give birth as well. So I just thought it might be interesting to point that out to anyone who may not have ever had a baby like me because I had to research that. Yeah. Unless you decide to do it at home in your bathtub with no professional help, it costs money. Correct. And even then probably costs money. Like I'm sure you have to buy extra toilet paper or something. Maybe. I, I would, yeah, think there would be some additional costs there. Probably. Um, okay, well, let's jump right in. So I think first it's important to note something that we've learned more recently that there are different ways to adopt. There's not just one pool for adoption. So do With you our- rem- remember the paths? Off the top of your head? I didn't know there would be a pop quiz. So with our specific organization, there are a few different avenues towards adopting a child. Uh, One of them is adopting from foster care domestically. One of them is adopting internationally, and that could be either an infant or it's typically older sibling groups, as it turns out. And then the third option, which we are pursuing, is adopting an infant domestically. So that is a process that Uh, we actually get to be shopped around to prospective birth mothers and they can select us to be the parents of their child. And uh, we actually will end up like having, you know, a pretty good amount of correspondence up until the birth as far as, you know, them determining and making the ultimate decision that yes, they would like for us to be the parents. True. And just one clarification, adopting from foster care um, is usually just any waiting child. Um, So kids who are in foster care are often returned to their families, and that's always the initial goal um, of any agency related to foster care. That's what they want to reunite families. But... um, Within that, there are situations where people aren't able to have the kids come back to their home. And so they wait in foster care to be adopted. And I don't think that always means that they're adopted by their particular foster family. But it does mean that um, the state is trying to find a home for those kids 
through someone who is approved to adopt them. So um, adopting a waiting child from foster care is often funded by the state. And in most cases, there are few or no fees at all. That's something that we learned. So, and I think Brian said mostly school-age kids. That's just what we heard. That's a statistic as of right now in the foster care system in Tennessee. Um, It definitely varies by state, but they told us that generally they see mostly um, sibling groups that are older, like school-aged, being adopted. So the next type, there are two different types kind of within one type, which just means you work with a private agency to adopt. So that could be from birth domestically, or there are also international adoptions. So as you already mentioned, there are those three types, foster care, domestic infant, and international. Um, But they kind of get clumped together when it comes to domestic from birth and internationally, because instead of working with the state, you're working with a private agency. Um, So working with a private agency to adopt a healthy newborn um, baby or to adopt from another country can cost anywhere from $5,000 to $40,000. Often that's only the agency fees listed there, so you don't even necessarily have your legal fees included in that, but we'll get to that later. Um, And some agencies have a sliding scale based on the prospective adoptive parents' income. So um, we were told, actually, that the agency that we're using in other parts of the country do use a a sliding scale, but for us, we're actually, there's a flat rate. So I don't know why, but we'll go with it. Just perks to living in Tennessee. (laughs) To living in Nashville, because they said in Memphis there is actually a sliding scale. Like I said, it's just one of the perks of living in Nashville. <laughs> um, okay, and then the last type is independent adoption. So this is generally families who just go straight to an adoption attorney to f- figure out all the legal stuff. Um, typically, uh, these families take an active role in identifying the child that they want to adopt or they already have a birth mom in mind. So the average there that I read is ten to $15,000. And I'm sure that's one of the less common scenarios out there. So it's all around pretty expensive. It is pretty expensive. It, it's more expensive than I thought it was going to be. I, I mean, we've known for years that adoption is obviously not free, um, but I was uh, a little surprised when we actually finally got, you know, a, a breakdown of, of cost associated with bringing a child into our home. Me too. Because honestly, I thought that there would be the one cost, I guess, that um, I, I had heard that adopting from foster care definitely is often you're either fully reimbursed or everything's covered or, you know, something along those lines. But I just always had told myself everything was going to cost $40,000. I think that was my way of preparing my brain for whatever big numbers might come our way. That's a, that's a pretty good place to be. I mean, and with some organizations, it can cost up to about $40,000, just the, the agency fees. 
Yeah. And I do remember another note from our orientation was that with international adoptions, uh, the fees are pretty similar, but you know, there's some differences in the process. So there may be some, I'm sure there are some other fees that we're not going to talk about, but, um, one additional fee was the flights. Usually, you know, you have to fly over to another country, which often costs 1200 to however much, however many thousand dollars per trip per person. Yeah. We discovered during our orientation that a lot of times for international adoption, the parents or the prospective parents actually have to spend a considerable amount of time in the country also. They can. Yeah. It depends yeah. on the country. Exactly. Some countries require them to be there for, you know, six to eight weeks up to a couple months. So factor in some even six months. Yeah. Factor in travel expenses, time away from work, time away from home. Yeah. It can, uh, it can definitely add up very quickly, but it's worth it. It's worth it. Um, well, on that note, do you want to jump into the cost for us? Absolutely. Talk about some real numbers, some hard numbers, the hard facts, the cold, hard facts. Talking about some integers, y'all. Okay, well, um, so you mentioned we are choosing the domestic infant adoption track. So those are the numbers that we're going to talk about. Yes. So of the different types of adoption, we are doing the domestic infant adoption. And there are a few fees associated with the process. Just a few. Uh, In addition to the mountain of paperwork we are required to fill out, there are just a few fees. Uh, the process starts, well, for us, it started with an orientation and an application. And so we got our application sent over and we got a nice $550 application fee. That's right. Just for the application. So I, I equate that to like applying for college or applying for, it's like saying, I want to do this Mm -hmm. and I hope you'll accept me. <laughs> but, but but if you want a kid, they want they want to make sure you're extra serious, and so they charge you money. Well, you have to pay for college applications too. Do you really? Yeah, it's like sixty dollars a pop. Well, that was in my day. Well, for those of you who don't know out there, of our millions of listeners, those of you that don't know, <laughs> Brian did not actually go to college, and so he didn't have applications. You went to junior college for a minute. Do you have to apply the, to that? Probably I guess you, not. You like. Just register. I basically told the band director, I'm in. He said, great. And then I just showed up and started doing stuff. Well, you just said band director. So now you have to explain why you were in band in college. Wait, you guys didn't talk to the band director at the prospective school you wanted to go to about admission? No. Maybe that's a Tyler thing. Anyway, I was uh, in band in high school. um, And it's funny because now I'm in bands plural in Nashville, which is pretty, pretty cool. Um, but I was on track to be a music major for a brief period of time. And after one single semester was completely miserable with the regimen of practice and, uh, theory and different things that I was just super over it. Took all the fun out of it. It took all the fun out of it. I got to the point where I didn't really enjoy listening to music Definitely didn't want to play music in my spare time because that was in, I don't know, five or six different ensembles. And the expectation was... Brag much? (laughs) The expectation was was pretty high for the amount of time 
you were supposed to spend in the practice rooms. At least you were the cool kind of band nerd because you played percussion. And those those were always cooler kids, right? I was beating the ladies off with my xylophone mallets. Woo! <laughs> Glad I didn't know you then. Would have would have just completely ruined all the magic. Yeah. Okay, okay. So $550 application fee. After the $550 application fee, we then, assuming, you know, all of our paperwork got approved, which it has, we um, are... Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. We're <laughs> approved to adopt. Yeah. Spoiler so, alert. Well, yeah. Approved to actually... That's not true. Approved, approved to start to the process. Start the process. So of those are two different things. Start the home study process, which is the next line item. There is a two thousand dollar home study fee before anything actually even happens. Yeah. And so once and s- go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, so what that is for is basically to pay the person who's going to be doing the home study. Yeah. So once we've got the home study fee taken care of, we will have the person, our caseworker actually assigned to us and come out and, you know, start taking a look at the house and also spending a lot of time talking with us, both about the like physical responsibilities of making sure that our home is safe, but also kind of, uh, it sounds kind of like a counselor as well. And really talking with us about the realities of bringing another human into our home that we're responsible for both you know, physically, but also emotionally and, you know, taking care of them and also taking care of us. Yeah. They're going to talk about the realities with us. I do feel like we should give a disclaimer here, by the way, that we are still really new to this process. So take everything we say with a grain of salt. If you're listening and you've adopted a baby or a child, um, we might say some things a little incorrectly like we don't know exactly what the caseworker does but we have been told some things that we've kind of formed our understanding around yeah we're pretty sure it doesn't involve knives or like no you have to hide those i mean you have to lock those up oh i meant she wouldn't bring the knives oh no or like tarot cards no okay so it doesn't have that as a component of the home study uh pretty certain of that but it will be, from what we've heard, a relatively invasive process. <laughs> <laughs> so, and our organization said that we should expect that to be between six and eight weeks, probably. Yeah. Um, from the time that we are assigned a caseworker to when the home study process has been completed. Yeah. And I think that we are also taking that with a grain of salt um, and not trying to trying not to latch on to any sort of timeline for that, even though that's probably the last sort of timeline that we'll get. Yeah. But um, it, I do think we should do a separate episode on what do the forms ask? What do they want to know? What I mean, we'll obviously be covering the home study visits, I think, because we can kind of debrief about those and cover them individually. There are... I think three separate visits. So mm-hmm. um, stay tuned for more on the home study. Stay tuned. We won't talk out of turn yeah. anymore. But once the home study process has been completed, we are then on the hook for an $8,000 program fee. Once that's been paid, we are officially open for business. And by open for business, I mean a book with our faces in it will be available for people to look at. 
Right. We, we're going to have to put that together, aren't we? I think so. Yeah. And so. by we, <laughs> you mean you. And I say that because everybody out there knows who the person <laughs> best suited for the job organizationally is. Who, me or Watson? Well, I was looking at Watson, but I was talking about you. Oh. Well, do you want to tell everybody out there who Watson is? Our first child? Yes, all of our millions of listeners. Watson is our first child. He is a dog. <laughs> Correct. All right. We're, so. We're, what's next? We we should say <laughs> we just had a brief intermission. We had to stop abruptly so that you wouldn't all have to listen to the sound of us shop vacuuming water leaking into our basement. Yeah, it's it's getting old, especially yeah. for you because you're the one who always cleans it up. I don't mind. I just lay towels down. You do the adoption catalog books and I'll do the shop vacuuming of the basement. That is a good deal. <laughs> I might only have to make one of those, you realize. I'll have you make one for all major holidays as well. Okay, well. Anyway, so after the $8,000 program fee, once the home study has been completed, there is a $13,500 program fee for the placement yeah, so that's due, of our child. That's due at placement. So there's a big gap in there from when you have to pay the 8000 to when you have to pay the thirteen. And a half thousand, um, depending on how long you wait. So while we hope that isn't too long, um, that gives everyone time to save and fundraise and um, do apply for grants and whatever else they need to do to get the money together. So I think that's a sensical way to set it up. Sure. If you will. Yeah. So, after the $13,500 placement fee, there is a, you guessed it, post-placement fee of $1,950, and that pays for a couple of in-home assessments once the child is actually in our custody, making sure that, you know, all the knives we hid during the home study aren't, you know... I don't think you should say the knives we hid. That sounds like (laughs) we're hiding them... And we're not hiding any knives from our caseworker. Except for that one. Any knives will be locked in a, a cabinet that's <laughs> able to be opened by grown adults. Okay. Well, what is that grand total? You, you threw out a lot of numbers. Add them up for us. Sure Do some did. quick math. Some quick math that is definitely not written down right in front of me <laughs> comes out to a grand total of $26,000. Tell them what they've won. You won a a child that you wanted and so that's pretty good but all in all it is kind of a shocking figure well for me at least well you know i had the forty thousand (laughs) dollars in mind so to me i was like whew wow we're operating at a deficit at this point (laughs) exactly bingo bingo um honestly yeah i was like oh wow that's pretty good i don't know if that's just because of things i'd heard i don't know what i read but anyway, maybe I read that figure that we said earlier, like these can cost up to $40,000. So yeah, just prepare myself for the worst. I'm an Enneagram six. So that means I think in worst case scenarios, 
And I'm an any I don't care grammar. That is true. Now, if you were concerned that $26,000 would be the only money that we'd have to spend, do I have some news for you? There is also some legal fees associated with the adoption process. Surprise, surprise. So. There is some? There, ah, crap. Yeah. There is some. (laughs) There is fees. There are fees associated with adopting a child. Legal fees, just finalizing everything um, on fancy legal paper. And that comes anywhere from $1,500 to $2,000, typically. We were given some figures from um, some different attorneys in Nashville that our organization uses or has used in the past. And they said it usually averages out to about that much. Yep. So, essentially, inching ever closer to $30,000. Um, so, yeah, we we do not... We're not worried about that. We're um, we're gonna roll with it. So, um, but I do want to give kind of a comparison for what it costs to give birth in this day and age. Um, honestly, that's not something that had ever occurred to me. Um, but actually, your sister, shout out to Chelsea, uh, one of our millions of listeners. Yeah. Uh, she is pregnant and so we were talking uh, about you know job stuff and money and kids and all those related things and um, she mentioned paying for the birth and I was like oh well, that never occurred to me so I did some googling um, to find out what exactly people pay for when it comes to birth and I found this article that um it talks about hospital birth costs and just talks about how it's not free. It talks about the ways that you can end up spending more than maybe you bargained for. But um, so here's a stat. On average, U.S. hospital deliveries cost $3,500 per stay. Um, if you include prenatal care, delivery-related, and postpartum health care, it could add up to closer to 8,800. So that's also, I guess, an average figure. Um, and let's see. So depending on your type of birth, there could be additional expenses. So if you have a C-section, that's a surgery. So there's going to be special care for that. There's going to be more people to pay. And um, so um, it says that there could be an average difference of 1,900 to $2,600 in added to your hospital bill. Um, so anyway, all that to say there is insurance. Most people have that or use some type of insurance, I would guess, at this point. Um, and what I found interesting about that is then I thought, well, um, then why are they talking about how much it costs? But there's always that uh, good old deductible Waiting for you. Deductible. And that range is like crazy, I think, that, you know, it fully depends on your health insurance coverage. So depending on which plan you have and all that, it can cost, I don't know, probably several thousand dollars minimum out of pocket that you pay up front and then they cover the rest. So it's not, you know, that $30,000 figure, it's not $40,000, but it still could be a big expense for a lot of people. And I think 
it's just worth mentioning. And I just found it interesting, honestly, that people think often like, oh, adoption's so expensive. How will you do it? How do you make it work? And um, we're going to talk about how we plan to do that. But um, I just, yeah, it's good to know that every bringing life into the world costs money, basically. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks. Different insurance deductibles for different folks. That is right. Um, Fortunately, there are ways to pay for the fees associated with adoption. Yeah. And you married someone who cares a lot about details. And, and is a veritable financial wizard. No. Do not ask me for financial advice. I get all... I've learned everything I know from my dad. Shout out to Bob. Uh, so if, if he is a wizard financially, then I'm like a wizard in training. I'm like Harry Potter in his first year at Hogwarts. When he encountered the Sorcerer's Stone. Um, sure. Yeah. And Professor Quirrell was trying to get it. Sure. I do love those books and that movie, but I cannot remember details like that. Like you can. Well, Anyway, back on track. Big thanks to Boogaloo Bob for his financial education. Bobo, Bullet, whatever his grandpa name's going to be. The man of many names. Um, yeah, so how to pay for it. Our first plan is to save. That is probably Surprise. the smartest and most practical way you can do this thing. So we've already saved. We have been saving for really especially over the last year, but we've throughout the life of our six and a half year marriage, we've tried to be good savers and I usually have savings goals in mind. And, um, so with that said, we are able to pretty much pay straight or definitely pay straight from savings for the initial, what was that? like $10,550. And we feel really blessed to have that kind of income that would allow that and um, that we know not everybody has that. And we are doing it. We're just going to pay it out of pocket and maybe... And and cross our fingers that there's not some crazy disaster. Well, yeah. Speaking of that basement (laughs) flood, what are we going to do about that? Um, that's another issue for another day. You know, just credit cards, free money. Nope. That's not how that works. Well, whenever Brian Cox gets into financial trouble, he transfers his debts. I'm just kidding. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, so we're saving, we're going to still continue to save and make that a priority. Of course. Um, next there are grants. I don't think this is like one that people commonly think of, but you can apply for grants. And um, a couple of organizations that we know about just through our own giving is um, are look, I, you, you rubbed <laughs> off on me. A couple of organizations are Show Hope, which is Stephen Curtis Chapman and Mary Beth Chapman's organization here in Franklin, Tennessee. Just south of Nashville. Yes. Um, and they have been, I don't know, they've, they've been an agency for a long time, many, many years. And they're, um, they give a lot of grants and, um, we're just hoping to 
you know, be able to apply for one of those. Um, there's also the ABBA fund. This is one that we used to give to when we went to our church in Austin, the Austin stone. Um, and so anyway, that's one that does, I believe grants, but also interest-free loans. Haven't looked super into that, but that's another option that people offer is interest-free loans. Um, there are sponsored events. So this is fundraising events or um, working with an organization somehow to raise money in the form of an event. And then there's general fundraising. Like Kickstarter, but specifically for adoption. Yeah. So the one that we've discovered is called... I'm forgetting. Adopt Together. Adopt Together. Thank you. And this is just a way to let your community, your friends, your family, your church be a part of your journey financially. So I think we like the idea of opening it up to friends and family. And we're, you know, of course, have no expectations for anybody, but um, that will be an option in case you are wondering. Yeah. So, you know, help us start a taco truck or invent a better rubber band gun or adopt a child. Yeah, although those are all things you could do by investing in the Cox family. Primarily the rubber band gun. No. All right, should we move on to our culture capsule? Yeah, insert cool sound here. All right, well, I'll go first because you haven't had time to think about this, probably. I mean, you always have stuff I cheated to and, say. and read what you had written down. <gasps> So I well, have an idea do too. Do you want to go first then? Sure. I'm going to talk about something that's incredibly fascinating <gasps> and only applicable to mine? me. I got You're my 23 and me ancestry results back and I am mostly super white. Surprise, surprise. I believe I am 97 or 98% 97. general European. Lots of French and British, a little bit of German. The... The, the big shocker was that there's a little bit of Mexican DNA inside of me. That's not a shocker to me. The more I think about it, your mom has darker skin. You get your fair complexion from your dad, but your mom just, she tans easily. She has said, I believe, like that there's probably some family history that, you know, brings that about. So sure. Maybe we'll post pictures of our respective families on our Instagram account. Which is kidding ourselves podcast on Instagram. Um, That's what an Instagram uh, is. I will. Know? I will say the one figure that I was genuinely surprised by is a little point two percent of general Asiatic DNA. So Emily is convinced that that is what fuels my proclivity towards eating Asian food. And. Not only that, I mean, this is a spoiler for my original culture capsule entry here. It feels like you're copying which me. Which is my 23andMe results, but we both had around like 2 to 3% Scandinavian in us, and we fully embraced that lifestyle slash design aesthetic. Okay, not fully embrace, but we like it. We're into so, it I just a think reasonable amount. I just think that that could have something to do with it. Yeah. Our, your interests and your and palette and your, you know. like Ikea. So Ikea, if you're listening, 
Sponsor us. We are available to be sponsored. Um, all right. Well, I think that's all we have today. Yeah, I think so. So. Thanks for sticking with us, listening mm-hmm. to the podcast. This is episode two. Um, it took us a little while to get to episode two, but we're going to be better about recording more frequently and more consistently and releasing to all of your favorite podcasting services. Like we mentioned before, our Instagram is Kidding Ourselves Podcast. We would love for you to slide into our DMs and tell us all about what you would... I don't think you're supposed would... to say that. Is that dirty? I don't think it's dirty. It's just oh. it insinuates a certain kind of DM. Mm. Um, politely send us a DM with things that you would like us to talk about or questions that you have about the, about us or our adoption journey or Watson or rubber band guns. Um, and of course, you can also shoot us an email at kidding ourselves podcast at gmail.com, which yes. is for sure ours. So yeah, go ahead after the last episode, we definitely, we got it. it we, we had yeah. to buy it, but we got it. We know you were worried and on a cliffhanger about that one. Yeah. So I think that just about wraps us up. So babe, you, uh, you want to play us out? Yeah, I'll play the music. Deep into the wild. I wanted to talk to, about to you about rather I was joking about the stabbing